Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast about people, where we discuss any and everything under the sun having to do with being a human. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. If there's a topic you want to hear more about, feel free to reach out to us on social media or at the email linked in the description. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Much love. What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast about people. On today's episode, I'm so happy to to share that I have the wonderful, the awesome Papa J Ruiz, also known as Josh Ruiz. Uh, these words these words come to mind when I think of uh, Papa J uh, on point as fuck. Whether with his messaging and wisdom that he shares, and his delivery, his content, his videos, uh, he's definitely a soul that's guided and in tune. And I, I kind of feel like you embody, honestly, like warrior energy, where like what you speak, you work towards and you don't let anything deter you from seeing the vision that you have created as right. a reality here in the world. Um, for those tuned in, I first met him in a collective we were both a part of. For those who don't know him, it is an honor to introduce you to him. If you're a fan of hip hop, real heart driven souls and artistry, you'll definitely want to check out his music, which is available on all streaming platforms. Do you have any hard copies that you're selling right now too? I didn't nah, know. No, nah, uh, no more. I'm going to in the future, but not not right now. All right, for sure. Well, then tune in, follow him on the the Instagram and all that, and uh, check when he drops some hard copies and soup those up too. Yeah. Um, Papa J has been one of my favorite rappers since I first heard him back in the day, which was honestly I had a I didn't remember the name of it, but it was that track, uh, "Strike Me Down." I hello, yeah, yeah. I hello, I hello was bumping it as I was preparing for this, and I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking jam, dude." Yeah, yeah, um, that, that was it. Good old days, man. Good old fucking days. Well, I yeah. could go on forever about how dope I think you are, but I'm gonna let you speak for yourself. Um, thank you again so much for coming through and chatting. It's definitely been a minute, and I'm really, really happy that we're connecting. And for those tuned in who might not know you or who haven't been able to hear your story just yet, would you be open to sharing a little bit a little bit about who you are, where you've been, and where you see yourself going? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my name Joshua Ruiz. That's my real name. That's the name my parents gave me. But my stage name, my artist name is Papa J. Ruiz. Um, I'm currently 32 years old. I'm an independent artist. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California. But I grew up in uh, rural Colorado. Uh, my parents are from Bogota, Colombia. So, you know, I speak Spanish. Soy colombiano, 100%. I'm like the last breed, you know? Hey, hey. And, uh, yeah, I'm just an artist. And uh, I've been, uh, I met, like, as as Vita said, I met her in a, in a collective back in the day that we was a part of in uh, great times and stuff. And, uh and yeah, that was uh that was probably like that was like my early uh uh career, but I would say mainly like the beginning of like YouTube, the life of YouTube. You know, people seeing videos and putting stuff on the net cuz uh I was always rapping and I was always putting out stuff here in my neighborhood, so yeah, so I'm just the artist and where I see myself going to the top, no matter hey. what. I don't know what the top is, but it just keep on going, you know? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I def I definitely appreciate you pointing out too that like, you know, we have different chapters in our careers 
and the one in which we met was definitely a big like awesome chapter i feel like there was oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of good times a lot of good vibes a lot of dope artistry and also you know i know that we're both in different places now and also continuing to create and also we were creating before those moments also which a lot a lot of folks right. probably probably don't keep that in mind you know when they're listening to different artists especially like you know when people pop on on different like a different part of the journey that an artist is on yeah. uh, so definitely uh, i have mad love for that and uh what what's the next project you're dropping i know you actually just dropped a project so i'm not gonna go right. to the future so what's what's the project you just dropped like a couple weeks ago right i dropped it on my birthday uh birthday weekend uh, on the february 25th it was it's called a uh, uh the outsider so it's really just the EP that uh that came about like because I'm working on my album. It's called Southeast Ruiz, yeah. And I've been working on it for like two, maybe over two years now. And uh, a lot of the songs I was on the Outsider was like made for uh for Southeast Ruiz, but it was just like it wasn't uh I don't want to say saying the quality is the same, like it's great music, but uh, it, it just didn't fit the storyline or like what the theme was for the album. So yeah. I still didn't, I didn't want to just keep great music tucked away. I, I mean, we, we in an era where it's like you give out, like it's like gifts, you know, just give yeah. it out. Give it out. And also like definitely as an artist, for sure, dialing into that intuition of like this song fits perfectly here or this song doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, right. There's there's definitely been projects too, and I I love that you acknowledge that you've been working on this project for a couple of years because there's been there's been projects that I've had in my life where like no one will know it's even there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like right. I'm I'm working on it in the studio, making beats, whatever the heck, and then like all of a sudden it's like oh I'm about to drop this, you know? And folks might not understand that about us artists if they're not an artist themselves. Is exactly. it sometimes those babies take a little bit to birth, you know? Yeah, Sometimes definitely. the creation takes a little bit and we really do have to uh, allow ourselves the permission to tap into our intuition and really know when the vibe is in sync and when it's not. And also definitely, yeah, in today's day and age, fan bases really do love those little little baby drops, you know, the EPs, yeah. especially yeah, yeah, with yeah. like folks being so up on like uh, just content and stuff like that. So that's dope you were able to. You were able to give some, I, I kind of want to call them the B-sides, but then they're not really the B-sides because I feel like B-sides kind of like, is like, you know, hierarchical, like laying the, 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 it's like it's less than the other type of project, but it's not a B-side, but it's like, nah. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I like, like the way I look at or interpret like B-side material yeah. is more so like, you know, like the gritty hip hop, the boom bap, the stuff that you're not gonna, it's not so friendly to all the people you know what i'm saying yeah so uh Would you, you know i i, I kind of feel like that's my music in general like just like you know like every now and then i can make i definitely know uh i'm an artist that is willing to experiment willing to dive into you know different beats different styles of rapping cadences uh ideas all that in collaborations as well but uh i know like my strong point is like my boom bap, my my the stuff that I was doing in my mom's basement. So that's you know that's that's my strong point. So I I think that's what I love to do the most. You know. Yeah, definitely, especially too. Yeah, with what you just named, like that's where you started off at, and also you know in studying you your your work and following you for a while. Even when we weren't connected, I was still tuned in. Like I'm gonna yeah, just yeah. Like, you know, that's love. I, I, that's I was, big love. It was all love. Uh, 
and also like knowing a bit of your story and like that you really have been boots on the ground building building how you want your music to sound for a number of years and right. knowing that like you know not all artists are willing to step into different spaces as well as not all artists end up finding their voice and i think that's what you just kind of touched on is like you know the core of your voice and you're yeah. also willing to like you know flow here and there to play around with like the different stylings and stuff because i know like fans definitely love that but then also i think uh as an artist i don't know if this is true for you but uh sometimes it's just fun I've, i yeah. i i kind of refer, refer refer to it as like playing with my ego you know like when yeah. i play with different like styles and stuff and like tap into different content that like my fans not may, might not necessarily know me for you know right I, right so yeah. no I, I i agree with you that that and like as far as like the part that you're saying like playing with your ego i do that a lot with like when i be in when i'm in the studio and i just say hey throw this beat on this instrumental and i just rap to it and it's not even written in uh like at the end of the the session, like I love that song and I keep bumping it. That part right there is where I, I see myself playing with my ego because I start to think like, oh, see, like I could do it just as good as these motherfuckers. Like this is his beat and no. I did it just as good. So I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to uh, like be so deep dived into like industry stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't mind it. Like, it, it's cool. But, like, I, I like living in my bubble. That's what I've learned to to know. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. I was younger, it was different. Yeah. I mean, I think that definitely sets... is one of the things, at least in my eyes, that sets you apart from a lot of artists out there is that you are rooted in who you are, you know? And, like, you share your story of where you came from and a lot of your work as well as like in the interviews that I've heard of yours, as well as like read of yours and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like there's just this, like, I don't know what other word to use except like a realness. Like you are the person that is on the microphone, you know, right. Like, right there's yeah. a lot of artists out there in either the underground space or also the mainstream space who, who they are on the microphone and who they are on stage is not who they are off, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, Vita. No, no, no. I was just going to, that's it. Like, and I think a lot of us see that, like being artists, I don't think a lot of the, like, I think if you're a true hip hop head or like you're a true, like into music, you see that distinction and you could tell like just off top. But yeah. I don't, I, I know being an artist and living the life, like we get to see it from a different perspective, especially if we're like, you know, in in cahoots or in like the circles of these different folks, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. right, exactly. Like, uh, you know, like being behind the curtain is one story, and then being in front of it's like that's how I, I look at hip hop now. Like, like when I was just making music in my mom's house as a kid, and I was growing up, going through high school, middle school, and like telling myself this is what I wanted to do and just living life, uh, like the appreciation and the love that I have for rap music was different than once I got like meeting people and like being behind the scenes, going to shows and running into people. It's just like, and even interacting with people, like it, it, it's not to say, I think Alicia Keys said it best. It's like, it's not to say certain people you meet in the industry are fake or this, that. I just think you have to understand where their uh, motives and their agendas lie and see if that aligns with you and then just go from there because that's the best way you can stop yourself from being involved in things that you might feel like you're used or you feel like you're using them you know what i'm saying so 
Yeah. I, I think that's a lot of industry stuff, but it's a lot of industry stuff, but I also like I just want to touch on that a little bit more like because uh, we're kind of touching on community building a little bit, you know, like this this podcast, I interview a lot of folks from a lot of different spaces and I all I always kind of view the thread behind everything as being like community building. So like hip hop mm-hmm. definitely started off as a way for folks to build in community, right? Like as a way to counteract oppression that was being experienced, right? And I feel like that, that folks that uh, really tune in in a real sense to hip hop pop. So feel free to correct me, whoever wants. But like <laughs> my interpretation, you know what I mean, is that uh, like the folks that gravitate towards hip hop are definitely the folks that uh, almost like I, I feel like there's a few sides to it. One is like we need that we need that space to speak our truth because we might not have it in other spaces in our lives, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also what we're touching on is like, far as like the industry aspect and seeing folks for who they are and kind of feeling aware of intentions. I feel like that's a type of like uh, education that you cannot get if you're not involved truly within hip hop. You know, like I have applied so many things that I've learned in hip hop to my business and how I navigate business to relationships and how I navigate relationships to like, even all the way to like my anti-racism, like education, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much that is ingrained in hip hop that um, if you aren't an active participant in these different spaces and communities, um, I don't think, you know, like at at least from my perspective, um, that you could really get tuned into, you know? And one of the the things that I had mentioned about like uh, feeling like your messaging is on point is I feel like you really embody that, the understanding of like the different layer, the different layers that you could learn from being a part of the hip hop community, but then also how you can interweave them into like your life journey and your life story and how to navigate these various things that I kind of named. And I'm curious, what's kind of on my mind is like, uh, because I know you, you know, you mentioned you were born in LA, you were raised out in Colorado. Like, who are other artists out in Colorado that you are uh, building with right now, as well as, like, who are, if there are any, in Colorado mm-hmm. that, like, in the area you're at, that, like, you look up to in that specific area? Because I know, you know, not everyone has a really deeply immersed hip-hop culture in their various mm-hmm. cities and states, you know what I mean? Like, LA mm-hmm. has a lot, like... San Jose, right. San Jose has a bunch, Frisco, Oakland, you know, but like right. you get into these different parts of either here in the United States or in other countries where like there's maybe there maybe is a, a really deep immersive community or maybe there isn't, you know, so I just right. would love, love to give you some space to speak on that if you if you so choose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I would say like as far as in the Colorado scene, like Growing up out here, there was I, I I can't say I looked up to anybody's like uh, rap style because out here, it's like what you were saying like about L.A. and San Jose. I feel like there's a, a, a an ingrained hip hop root in those in those cities that have culture and stuff. In Colorado, it ain't really like that. Like I think it's so everybody's trying to do something. So there's people influenced by Atlanta, people influenced by Houston, people by. So when I was growing up, I seen a lot of influences by people from the Bay. I seen a lot of influences from people from uh, Houston and uh, uh, Texas and uh, some uh, Atlanta. But I can't really say like any artist out here was like a lyricist that I could say like, yeah, like. Like, you know, like when like artists say like that are from Queens, they grew up, oh, Nas was down the street, Prodigy was down here. Like 
they had someone to look up to. Like I never had that. Now there were a lot of artists out here that I seen doing groundwork and, and like uh, local stuff, like whether it was shows, whether it was rapping or going to studios, doing videos. And I could say like uh, the fact that I was able to see them kind of like doing something in that world in front of me was the influence that I got from them. It was like people like Julox, uh, people like, I'm sure you don't know, know these artists, but they from out here. So there's people like Julox, people like Young Doe, Anastasia Ike. Uh, there was just a lot of different like hood artists out here when I was in high school and when I was in middle school. But uh, as far as like rap styles, nah, like my influence definitely came from like, like listening to like CDs and like cassette tapes. Like it was like Nas, Bone, uh, Eminem, Big Pun. And then that was like digging in my brother's cassette tapes. You know what I'm saying? And then the older I got, that's when I started buying my own CDs at Best Buy and shit with my work money. You know what I'm saying? So I started getting into like Jay-Z, Nas, uh, Mob Deep, uh, uh, West Side Connection, like different artists. You know what I'm saying? I say those those would be like the artists that influenced me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely M, Nas. Those were the lyricists. Like... You know, I used to think like in a weird way, like I was like an only child or like I was like a, a alien to hip hop because it wasn't until I made my way to LA and met more people that were like me that made me feel like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, I know this is real, you know what I'm saying? Because out in Colorado, it wasn't really like that. Like people out here were really influenced by like gangs, uh, robbing, uh, basketball, um, what else? Football, um, you know, your regular stuff from your neighborhoods, you know, just regular stuff. It wasn't really rap. It wasn't really like you were influenced by that. So I didn't grow up. I had friends that rapped and they rapped better than me, but they were more interested in like chasing the girls or selling some dope or, you know what I'm saying? Doing their thing. So yeah. I was more so like, ah, I'm going to chill at home. I'm going to write some raps or I'm going to go to the record store and get some CDs and study and you know what I'm saying? Like, like that. So I was think I was one of those babies too. Like as soon as I hit, uh, as soon as a uh, YouTube hit, like I would always walk to like the local, to the local grocery store. It was called King Supers on Island from Buckley. That's uh intersection that I grew up next to. And there was a local grocery shop there. It's called King Supers. And I would walk there every night. Probably I'll get out of uh, night school. I went to night school when I was in 12th grade. I'll get out of night school, like around six, six thirty. And I would walk to that grocery store on my way home and I would stop at all the uh, the magazines, the magazine, and I would pick up the source, I'd pick up Double XL, I'd pick up whatever other off-brand hip-hop magazine was there, you know what I'm saying? And go through it. And because of uh, LimeWire, I don't know if you remember what LimeWire was. Hell yeah, I broke a couple computers with that shit. Exactly. So because of LimeWire, I like that was where I would go first. I'd go home. I see these people in these magazines. I remember their name and then I'd go home, write them down, listen to their music and see if I liked them. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then when YouTube came out, I started doing the same. So I started, that's how I started getting, I started coming up on artists like, you know, like, uh, Nipsey Hussle, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of East coast rappers that really didn't make it big but they were like dropping stuff on YouTube and 
doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I was like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. But I still didn't understand, like, that myself, Joshua, could go and make a video and put it on YouTube. And, you know, so I didn't understand that at that time. I just kind of felt like, you know, it's hard to believe. It's a whole other ball game. Like, yeah. It, being it, a content it, creator. Being a content creator. And I think you touched uh, on a real a lot of really uh really powerful threads in what you were sharing. Yeah. One, one definitely like uh for those that aren't fans of hip hop, like uh-huh. w- within hip hop there are definitely different styles, different subcultures, different uh, spaces you could tap into, as well as folks use the you know the tool of rapping for a number of different reasons. One is definitely, hey, one is definitely, uh, you know, processing uh, what they're going through. One is definitely, you know, trying to elevate just in general, maybe like, uh, I don't know what word to really use. The things that are right before them. So you were talking about like folks in the hood and just different things that they were focusing on, right? So there's that. And then there's also, yeah, like kind of what you were talking about in terms of like how you were growing and understanding who you wanted to be within the music industry which uh-huh. is which uh i kind of hear as like um like artistry that's based pa i don't know if these words would fit but kind of like in soul soul based music you know like creating yeah. your soul but then also creating a a way in which that uh provides messages for folks to to tune into a lot of the yeah. artists that you named are folks that provide messages for others to tune into as a way to like yeah produce art make music make money that sort of thing but also like at the core i think of a lot of who those folks are is like i'm not trying to speak for them but there's like at least in how their music presents is like there's this desire to help others elevate which i think is yeah. one of the most beautiful things at the core of like hip-hop when you're really tuned in you know is yeah. that there there is this like camaraderie there is that community there is that like desire. I think the phrase is like each one teach one, right? Like right, we're right. all we're all in this together. And if we look again at like how hip hop is created and like the essence of what hip hop is, that uh that access to create in a way that elevates others, I feel like that's like definitely something you embody and also definitely something as you were sharing, it sounds like you, you had to sort through internally of like, well, where do I really place myself like i don't place myself over here like i don't see myself over here oh wait like there's folks that are like me out here like hell yeah like like, it it isn't just uh something all in my brain that like i'm you know imagining or or how you worded it and and it's really dope too to see how you're sharing also about and i know a lot of people that might be tuned in if they're hip-hop fans they might know like the the reach that hip-hop has you know like you going to the store and like getting a, a source magazine and things right. like that and really being able to tune in and, and uh, study the, the artists behind these songs, study the, the culture behind the music, you know? Right. Uh, right. Super, super powerful. And then, yeah, what you were sharing at the end there is uh, creating a music videos and uh, content creating. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, like uh, go ahead. Vita. You're good. I, the the thing I was gonna say is like I think it's really beautiful how you have continued continued and continually uh, put yourself in in spaces and places with folks where mm-hmm. you are creating your vision and you're working with people that are helping you 
to cultivate that. So lately you've been dropping videos with a number of like directors, right? So one is like Modest right. Media. Uh, right, shout out, right. shout out to him. Um, I don't remember the other one's names. I remember that cat because uh, I chat with him every now and then. Yeah, yeah, um, he's a huge fan of yours. Yeah, he really. Yeah, uh, before he, before me before me and you connected, he used to always bring that up to me like, "Oh, I love you." stuff. I was like, "Wow, that's dope!" Like, I, I, you know, I never had, we never had no like uh, problem or anything. So to me, I was just more so like, it's a, uh, it's dope to see someone that was also in tune with your stuff, like outside of that you know what i'm saying so that's pretty dope and uh he would always like, say that so i was like i thought it was dope that uh we connected you know what i'm saying yeah i hella thought it was dope we connected once i saw you honestly working with him i was like oh all right yeah. modest, shout out to modest i'm not trying to be a hater but I, once you started once he started working with you i was like dang i was like all right modest yeah, like i got right. you i'm gonna peep you i'm gonna peep you because no, he's been trying to do some shit with me for a minute and i was like i don't know i don't know who you are like i'm yeah. hella, i'm hella guarded with cats i'm like cool you think my music's though but like i don't know you like that you know what exactly I mean? Especially exactly. with like all the layers and like different places I've been in this music space. So Oh no, I could I could only imagine what you like uh definitely like as far as me uh modest, like I one, I agree with what you're saying, like as far as being guarded with uh artists or with in other creators in this space. It's uh yep. it's definitely uh I mean I've had my, my, my situations with other people too and I and I understand that like, you know, just because people make dope content, dope art or dope whatever, sometimes the energies don't always like, you know, match up and don't always go align. Like I was saying earlier about uh, aligning things up. So yep. I like, I like, uh, I like to take my time to build with people. And uh, as far as like uh, modest media, the reason why I was uh, like open to working with him is because like uh, what year, I think it was like, it was the year uh it was right before the pandemic so it was like it was like i don't know if it was a couple months before the pandemic maybe like i want to say like middle of february pandemic was like mid march so uh me and all me and, uh, and a few people that i knew out here in colorado we uh we all got together and uh we went out to LA and uh i had my own you know i got my own merchandise and my own uh clothing line and i do hoodies i do all kinds of stuff and uh, uh, one of I want to say uh, he was a he's a fan, but he's also a tattoo artist out in uh, Costa Mesa. And he reached out to me. And he was like, you know, I would love to uh, tattoo you and give you a piece and all that. And I, I was like, definitely, when I come out there to California, we can link up. But I I'm, I'm I'm always the type of person that wants to like you know give something back instead of just always being on the receiving end. So. Uh, I told him that it would be dope if we could, uh, if I could do like a little meet and greet or a little pop-up shop at his tattoo shop. And, you know, I could sell my merchandise. People, my fans could pull up, meet me. And, uh, and you know, if they're interested in getting tattoos, you know, you got something set up there for whatever, like something like that's affordable and something that's, of course, your, your price. And so we did that, and that's where I met Modest Media. He pulled up with his lady. He just pulled up to to meet me. And I, I'm not sure if he copped a hoodie that day or not, but just the fact that he came to meet me was just, like, dope. You know what I'm saying? So 
uh, he showed up with his camera. He was filming stuff, and I was just like, "Yo, dope!" Like tap uh, tap in with me on Instagram, and and we'll go from there. You know, like still guarded, of course. You know, and uh, he sent me the 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 content that he had filmed at my pop up shop, and uh, it, it was it was dope. So that's what like opened the door to where I was like, "All right, well, like let's let's shoot like a few interviews or something when I'm in L.A. Like let's kind of like build." You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't want to just jump into like, yeah, you shoot my, like, shoot me a music video. Because at that point, to be honest with you, Rita, I had only worked with maybe three directors in total. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was just like, you know, working with certain directors in the beginning, it was uh, more so like uh, a Bond uh like a family thing you know what i'm saying like yep, so yep. i think after that ended uh i was more so exposed to like uh you know uh to like handling your career handling your business making your shit run so at that point that's when i understood that okay i need to like build relationships with directors and and create with other dope people but also like i'm not diving into this like thinking like you know you're my motherfucking brother, and if I'm down on my luck, you gonna help me pay the rent. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to take it that far with people too much nowadays. Like, I think that's more so like a young, a young-minded, spirited. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing in your heart. You know what I'm saying? But it's not so much like you know, when you got kids, when you grow up, you understand different things. You know? Yeah, definitely all of that especially with like the the desire to like protect what's ours you know right like definitely i feel like i uh you know young artists out there starting up like definitely build with folks and also keep in mind that like folks want different things energy flows energy goes different places you know yeah Um, and definitely stay open to uh continuing to build with whatever shows up and let go of whatever needs to be let go of yeah i love that you talked about your clothing line where can folks find out more about what you're dropping and working on as far as your clothing line well i always release my clothes on Bandcamp. that's like my favorite uh platform to release clothes on i think it's a great platform and i fuck with Bandcamp. so uh i always drop it on Bandcamp, but I, i i would consider like as far as like my clothing brand like it's really unorthodox you know what i'm saying it's more so um I don't want, I don't like treating my clothes like I like treating my music. You know what I'm saying? Like with my music, it's more like structured. It's more like, uh, you know, coordinating, strategizing, uh, being like, you know, like really being on top of it. And uh, as far as the clothes, Vita, like I really like being an orthodox. I just like to create random stuff. I like to like play with stuff. I don't like to just stay in one pocket as far as like, you know, just like a black black and white or like one thing I do like to do with my, my clothes is like I like to express other things that inspire me in life, my artistic yeah. ways through my clothing. So for example, like I'm I'm really big on movies and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yep. like I love taking like one of my favorites a clip from one of my favorite or a still shot from one of my favorite scenes in a movie that means something to me and making like a creative piece out of it. So that um you know, just because I, I like doing shit like that and I want people to, like, eventually, like, one day catch on to, like, okay, like, this meant something to his life. Like, what was this? What did this mean to him, you know? Yeah. So, uh, 
you know, I just drop randomly. Like, I really do. Sometimes I make one-off pieces. Like, right now, I just, uh, I made a bomber jacket. Uh, I made two, but, like, they're both different. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're both completely different. So, I made one for myself. And then the other one I put up for, uh, you know, for the people to tap into if they wanted to copy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I just like doing shit like that. So, yeah. Like, my clothing line is like that, you know? It's some. It's really. It's really special to me. I can't say that. Like the clothing line has taught me that I really am a, a very creative person, yeah. and uh, I'm not just like a, a, a MC. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like being able to create with your hands and being able to like create something that people can hold. You know, because right. like they can hold CDs and whatever, but like the songs aren't something physical that like can represent you in that certain in that same sort of way. You know. And right. like being able to have a clothing line, definitely in the way you have it too, hella unorthodox. I definitely saw you uh, post that bomber jacket, by the way. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was so geeked that you had, it was like one-on-one. I was like, this dude's got it right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Like that's what, that that's like what I've been wanting to do is like, I have ideas in my head and I understand to like, uh, to produce certain things that I have in my mind, like, I want like a lump sum for like a good amount of people to enjoy. Like it does take a good amount of funds, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep. And I'm not going, uh, I don't want to necessarily be that guy that's like, okay, I can't do this until I get this amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. I always want to be like, I can do this right now. And then when I get the money, I can enhance it, do it bigger. I could do other things, you know what I'm saying? But I don't yep. want to ever stop my creative uh, itch and be like, oh, I can't do that because of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's a bitch thing. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Definitely, it's a, uh, it's something that I think can stop a lot of artists. You know, um, yeah. is the feeling like we need to have all the tools in front of us, and I think that that's what sets us sets a lot of folks apart. I will, I was gonna say us. I was gonna speak for both of us, but I think that is something that sets you apart, and I think that also like I resonate with this because it yeah. really, it really is like. That's the the kind of warrior energy. It's like the wanting to create something so much that you won't let any, anything deter you, even if you are lacking in some sort of sense, like access to the resources or if the resources aren't where you want them to be. Right. You know, like being able to just create for the sake of creating in face of whatever is, you know, like right. I definitely feel like that's a, that to me is like a, the definition of like true artistry, you know, like. And, it, and I think that sets a lot of the underground cats apart from, like, a lot of, like, mainstream folks, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, a lot of us don't have, like, the pristine, like, marketing strategies all dialed in for our music videos or our EPs or our right. content and things like that, you know? Like, we don't have the access to those teams and, like, the big old budgets that, like, right. record labels will drop, which are basically just really shiny loans with hella strings attached you know like no yeah definitely like that, and, uh, that whole thing yeah and i just think like growing up as an artist like i think like growing up in colorado like that really like um touching on what you said like that really let me hone in on that like it let me know like you know like i didn't grow up around like a hollywood or this that so i think like in order to make my dreams come true I really had to believe in it and be like, hey, I could do this, you know, because I mean, I grew up in a, a regular, you know, community where it's like I wasn't the only person that was skillful at rapping, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But maybe I was the only person that thought about like I could take rapping further than just my high school cypher, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think it it, it just like you know, uh, some people don't have that, and it's not it's not to knock them or nothing, but you know, yeah. everybody's different. Everybody moves different. Definitely, you and know? I think too, like, and knowing more about you too, I think that you also had like the the models for that, and I hear you speak about that with like, and you share about it with like your dad. And like yeah. your, your parents, and like the the uh, the fact that they they immigrated, you know, like they correct. There's that whole other chapter of your life that other folks might not have, you know, which definitely is like that. I feel like offers that warrior type energy. I don't know what other word to use except like it's like tenacity, you know. It's like resilience. Yeah. It's like that. Nah, like I'm a I'm gonna make the thing happen because I know I can make it happen. Right. Even if like I fall down like thirty times and like my shoes are hella scuffed at the end of this, like I'm gonna get there. You know. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I would have to give that credit of like I mean it might just be in my characteristic or my DNA or whatever. I can't really speak on that, but if I had to give anybody credit for that kind of like instilling that kind of stuff in me, it would be like my father. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like my father, the only person that I seen come to America with no family here, still no family here and be able to build his life and his family here and really come from nothing, you know, like coming from a, a one bedroom uh, place with like brothers and sisters and mom and dad and like, you know, like just poor, you know, real poor shit. And uh, mm -hmm. like, I just think like, I'm thankful. Like I, I always tell myself this every day. Like, you know, I fell out with a lot of friends. I fell out with a lot of uh, people in life and stuff like that. But like one thing I can say is that the relationship that I have with my father is probably the main thing that like has kept me knowledgeable on being strong as a man and continuing on my path you know what i'm saying because yeah. like uh like you know my dad he he really that dude to me he really like my only role model i mean i look up to artists and shit you know what i'm saying but like someone that i physically seen do what they said they was gonna do and actually do it and get money and pull up in cars and not do not do it illegally you know not do it doing anything any bullshit is like why i do what i do how i do it and it gives me the strength to like not dwell in bullshit or past shit. And then also it's probably, it's probably like the main thing, like him and my mom, like what they taught me and how they raised me and stuff. It's probably like the main thing that saved my life growing up because like, uh, I mean, I had every, I had friends that was into everything like gang banging and dope and all that stuff. So I feel like the reason why I was, always able to be cool with gang members and not necessarily be in a, in the, in the same gang as them is because one, I, I knew that I knew them as people. They were regular people. They had feelings, they're human beings and they have uh, a story, but also I always think about my parents and I'd be like, yo, they'd be so disappointed if I took this turn in my life. Like they didn't like struggle to get out of Columbia, make it to, uh, to California struggle in California to get to Colorado to make something good of themselves to just be like, yo, I'm gonna go out, out here and throw my life away, you know? Yeah. So, I think it's like a responsibility and like, you know how people speak on like breaking uh, generational curses and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I feel like it's my duty to not create a generational curse, meaning like I seen my father do this shit, I seen my mother 
So it's like my duty to keep this shit going instead of feeling like, oh, I could just kick back or, oh, that's not my responsibility or, oh, like, you know, I, I, I really think it's a, in order to avoid generational curses, like the people that are aware of what's going on and see what they, they uh, ancestors and all the people before them did, they got to have the guts and the, the strength to go do it the same and if not even more, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. that's how you keep it going. Yo, I definitely resonate with that. And I also, I think also have the heart, you know what I mean? And like maintain right. that, maintain that purity of heart. Cause like so much stuff that goes on in general in life, but also within this industry, I feel like can taint one's heart, you know, whether it's like jealousy, envy, greed, like bitterness from things not going the way that we may have imagined, you know, like being right. able to maintain that, that purity of heart on top of also all the things you just shared i feel like that's like the that's like the formula you know and it does it is not an easy task um especially yeah acknowledging that there are some of us that are the the link that can either instill a generational curse or continue to have it not be there you know like that's like that's a responsibility in and of itself and i um i just salute you so much for acknowledging that and for knowing that that's like that's what you're doing, you know, like to be conscious of that. Like, that's a really powerful thing, you know? And yeah, I know too, uh, yeah, no worries. All right. So I feel like we could talk about so many other things. If you ever want to come back on the podcast, definitely. I would love to have you on another session. Um, just to close out this one though, for today, this is where we're going to leave it off y'all. Um, thank you so much, Papa J, but I got three more questions for you. If you're open to them, just, just to kind of tie it all in. First one. Who are yeah. the top three artists that are on repeat right now? Uh, including myself. Hey, is it just you? Papa J. Ruiz, Papa J. Ruiz, Papa J. Ruiz, that's it? Nah, <laughs> nah, yourself. nah. I say, <laughs> and, 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 if it's including myself, I would say myself. Um, uh, definitely the homie Nug Life. Um, who else? Nug who Life else? Who else? Yeah, that's my guy, man. He's a great guy, bro. Um, what else? Who else am I really fucking with? I mean, that's hard, yo. I would always say, like, you know, my go-tos is, like, Nipsey or Nas. Like, I can always go to Nipsey or Nas, like, you know. Yeah. In my music collection, so. But other than that, I would say I fuck with another life. I fuck with me, of course. Um you know, I like I like I I like a lot of songs from younger artists. I can't say I like their catalog just yet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's I, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. Like I like some of them are doing temp they're making some records and stuff, but I can't say just yet to be like yeah, throw them on. You know, that's uh they gotta pay their dues still, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, sick. Uh, next question: What do you want to be remembered for? Being a visionary, being a real man, and uh, just being a dreamer, you know? just being someone that wasn't uh, scared to chase his dream and make his dream reality. For sure. What a do you great mean, father, what too. Is, what does it mean to you to be a real man? Uh, like, I mean, one, uh, emulate my father and what he did to raise me, because I think he did a great job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to be a real man, I mean, I think everybody has their different versions, but to me, being a real man is like, you know, 
being accountable, uh, handling your responsibilities, even when it's something that you don't want to do, uh, uh, being kind to others. Uh, you know, if you're stronger, if you can dominate somebody, that doesn't mean you take advantage of them. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because you're smart doesn't mean that you got to be outsmart, uh, outsmart everybody or, you know what I'm saying, that you can't learn something. I think there's a lot of definitions to what being a man is for me. You know, I, I just want to be remembered as a, as a man. A yeah. real man, like just someone that, hey, like I know not to piss him off, but hey, he's a kind person. Like, like other than yeah, that, like he's a I great person. Like I love him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yeah. I I said I had three, but I actually I have two more. If you're cool, let's with do that. it. Let's I, do this, it. Let's this next this next one is, uh, what does your perfect Sunday look like? Man, perfect Sunday, I say uh, wake up to the wife, uh, have a good time with her for a moment. Kids wake up, you know what I'm saying? We make some breakfast. Shout uh, out to Tracy. Yeah, shout out to my baby girl. Um, uh, make some breakfast, chill, probably go hit up the mall, walk around with the kids, my girl. Um, see my parents, uh, smoke a blunt. Uh, and then I would say, like, more so likely, like, hit up the studio, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Is there, is there a studio that you uh, prefer to work at over there in Colorado? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always open to working at different studios because of uh, different engineers that I've built relationships with. So I'm, yeah. always, I'm always open to, you know, I've, I, before I was that kind of person, I was like, I only want to work with this director, this engineer, this yep. person, and that's it, and that's it, like tight and enclosed you know what i'm saying but uh as i've grown up i've understood that other people have other things to offer as well and they're talented as well and uh, i can't just think that i know all the answers you know what i'm saying so Shout out you know that. so yeah so like yeah i don't know if that answers your question that but, yeah. that definitely does all right this is a, yeah. the last question what is a gem that you want to offer to other artists rappers or souls with a vision uh, believe in yourself, uh, mute the noise, uh, think for yourself, uh, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, be a calm person, you know, whoop some ass if you need to, but other than that, just be a calm person. That's okay. it. You know? Bless, bless. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for coming and chatting. It was really lovely to connect with you. I'm always down to chat with you either here on the podcast or wherever, dude. Um, Love. I have. I, I, de I, I definitely feel like I need to come back on here because I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, dope past stuff that we could touch on and yeah. we can uh, speak on in, in a positive light. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then also just other conversations, like other other dope shit. Let it, let's let's get it let's get it on the books, dude. So I'm I'm definitely down for that, and I feel like. I like chatting with you about all these different layers. You're definitely someone who whose intellect and how you show up in the world, I very much admire. So definitely, yes. Um, so those tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, definitely check out uh, Josh Ruiz, also known as Papa J Ruiz. Yeah, I, the links to follow him will be in the description for this episode. Um, and definitely check out his music if you have not tuned into him already. Um, and yeah. Thanks so much, y'all. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Vita. Appreciate you always, y'all. Yeah, for sure. Much love. Much Thank love. you so much for tuning into this episode of The Podcast About People. I'm your host, Vita Miramontes-Lock, and it was a pleasure to be here with y'all today.
Thank you for tuning in to this conversation. Chat more soon. Much love. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Kill C. Ray, host of Chris Sees the Internet. Catch my show along with Beat Block TV, hosted by Gene Flo, The Parker Edison Project, hosted by Parker Edison, and The Heartful Truth, hosted by Seven Octobers and Melly Moreno. Turn on the alerts and subscribe so you know when every new episode drops. Audio wherever podcasts are found and videos right here on Platform Collection YouTube.